Amen. Full of good food and full of the word. Amen. Praise God. Uh, I want to start off uh, today. I, I'm, I'm going to share something with you in just, just a few minutes. But before I do, I want to, uh, to hear from you. And what I mean by that is, you know, our God is a good God. We, we just got through talking about and singing about His faithfulness, about His mercies. They're new. They're fresh every day. Every day. Amen. There's, there's not a bad day in the Lord. Amen. Amen. We may go through trials and circumstances and situations in life, but the truth of the matter is, is He's a very present help. He's just always there. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. The Holy Spirit is moving about, touching every life, uh, ministering to us if we will allow Him to. If we will allow Him to. And what I wanted to hear from you is I'm going to start it off. And um, then I want to hear from you. I want to hear what the Lord has been doing for you this year. We're just a month and a half into this year, not quite a half, but, you know, we started off this year, and uh, the Lord is is already doing things, I know, uh, in people's lives. Um, How many of you remember, uh, those of you that do know, uh, back a a year ago, a little over a year ago, uh, I was diagnosed with esophageal cancer, and... uh, Went to the doctor just like they, they uh, asked me to, and and uh, they said, "What well, you you have a tumor uh, in your throat in your esophagus, and uh, and it has cancer, and uh, we need we need to treat it." So the first thing I said was, "I have a covenant. I have a covenant." And my covenant is with the Lord Jesus Christ, and, and just happened to uh, the oncologist that I had is a Christian man, and um, he understood that. But he said, uh, you know, basically he said we we don't see very many positive things that come out of this particular type of a situation. But I said, but I have a covenant. I have a covenant, and I'm standing on my covenant you know, rights and provisions. I said, I'm going to let you do whatever you need to do. And, but I'm going to trust in the Lord to do what he does. And, um, so he said, well, you need to do chemo and you need to do radiation. And I said, okay, whatever. I've never done any of those things in my life. Uh, much less go to the doctor very often. And, um, uh, we went through all of that and everything went fine. I didn't have any complications, no problems. I went in feeling fine, came out feeling fine, you know, and we did, uh, you know, five chemotherapies and 28 radiations, and everything was just fine. You know, no problems, no pain, no no nothing. And um, so it, it came around, and they were examining, they were checking, you know, uh, all the time, the esophagus area and so forth. And um, so they they started doing it on a regular regiment. And so on January 3rd of 23, they came back and said, we can't find any cancer and we can't find any tumor. But, but we want to continue to examine you and do the things that are necessary uh, to be sure that there is nothing there. And I said, well, you're looking, you want to look for something that we know is not there. You, and you know it's not there. I said, yes, we know it's not there, but I said, I said to, <laughs> to the doctor one, one time, I said, but I still have, I have a covenant. And the covenant, you know, is, is operating and working uh, in my life. I don't remember exactly the terms I use, but, but, uh, that's basically what we were saying. And so they pronounced, you know, me basically that I was free from cancer on January the 3rd of 2023. 
Well, in the meantime, I've had a whole bunch of other tests and uh, C scans and, um, and you know, going down my throat. I, I think they've gone down my throat probably eight times now. And, and it's not a problem uh, because I asked them, I said, well, when you do that, you do put us to sleep, right? And uh, they said, yeah, we put, you, we put you to sleep. And I said, well, that's a good thing because I don't want to remember anything. You know, just you taking me back there. And it, it doesn't hurt. There's no complications. They take biopsies when they're in there. That doesn't have any problems or anything else. So I went to the, uh, uh, to the uh, GI doctor, which is the one that does the uh, EGDs going down your throat and everything. And, and uh, I just went to him two weeks ago. I was scheduled to go again. And they uh, went in and he said, he came back and he said, uh, Mr. Thurman, he said, you're totally, completely clear. There's nothing. There is nothing. I said, what do you mean there's nothing? There's got to be something in there. There's got to be something in it. He said, no, everything is normal. Normal. There is, there is nothing. Nothing there. He says, don't even come and see me for another year. Another year. And so I said, well, you just keep on diagnosing. You keep putting it down and recording it so that we have it that you say. And I said, but the word says, you know, that I'm the healed. Now, that's my continual testimony. And I will continue to share. I'm the healed in every area of my life, not just there, but every area of my life. Amen. What has the Lord done for you? It may not be a healing in your body, but it might be something else. What has he done for you? Now, I know he's doing something for you, but you need to stand up and you need to share. Okay, Tom. Amen. Amen. Now, before I go any further, that was the last one. I'm sorry. Um, if, you, if you have family members or yourself who is going through something physically, I want you to lift your hand. Now I want you to stand to your feet. The rest of you that are seated, I want you to get up out of your seats and I want you to go over to somebody and put your hands on them. Get in agreement with them. Because the Bible says in Matthew 18 and 19, if any two of you shall agree as touching anything that they ask, it shall be done of our Father which is in heaven. That means that if we get in, a, in true agreement with the Word of God, it's going to be done. It's not that maybe it'll be done. I hope it gets done. It will be done in Jesus' name. So let's agree together right now. Father, we count it an honor and a privilege to approach your throne once again, reminding you of your word that declares if two of us would agree, anything that we ask, Lord, it shall be done of our Father which is in heaven. So we agree right now for circumstances and situations in our own life. We agree for circumstances and situations in our family's life. We agree for circumstances and situations uh, in our friend's life. We agree for circumstances and situations in our country. You ask, you said we could ask, believe, and we can receive it. And you will do it. So, Lord, we count everything that's being prayed right now for every person, every individual, in Jesus' name, that their prayer is granted now. Now in Jesus' name. Faith is now. We exercise our faith. We believe it. We receive it. And we count it done. And we give you all of the praise. We give you all of the honor. And all of the glory in Jesus' name. And everybody that's in agreement, say amen. 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 And amen. So be it. You can be seated.
That last song that we sang, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Never ceases. February is a month that we celebrate love as the world knows it. As the world knows it. Now, how many of you have sweethearts? Amen. I have a sweetheart. I have my wife as my sweetheart. Amen. She's been my sweetheart uh, for 58 years. Actually, longer than that. We've been married 58. Uh, we've known one another since we were 15. So uh, it's, it's been a long time. But the truth of the matter is, is that the Lord's love, it never, ever ceases. Do you know why? Because He is love. His whole nature, His character, is love. So why would we ever think to ever blame Him for anything that is negative that's going on in life? That's not His character. That's not His nature. Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil because He was being moved by the Holy Spirit of the living God. And you and I live in a time when the world is waxing worse and worse. That should not come as new news to you. The Lord said that the, the earth, the world, would wax worse and worse. Then the end would come. So why should that be a strange thing that things are getting worse? It's not going to get better. It's going to get worse for the world. Not for the church. The church is going to be endued, and she is endued with power from on high. Which just simply reiterates the love of God. The love of God said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Even until the end of time. So he will always be a very present help during the time of need. And it doesn't make any difference in our life what's going on, what we're going through. How many of you know some of us have gone through some really tough times in our life? But we're going through it. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. He is with me. He is with you. To carry you through. So whatever circumstance and situation that you and I might face in our life is just simply temporal. It's temporal. It's temporary. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But he said, I came that you might have life and have that life more abundantly. Even in the midst of your troubles and circumstances in life. How many of you have ever researched Paul, Paul's writings, his epistles? You've researched it out. How many of you know that Paul spent almost all of his life either in jail or in prison? That's where he spent most of his ministry, was in jail and in prison. All of the books that he wrote were written while he was incarcerated, but yet he said those were little things, those were minor things. You can either major on the minors or you can major on the, the real thing, which is the love of God. It's obvious that he found something in his relationship with the Lord that many Christians have forgotten about. And that's that he is a very present help. He's always, always there. Look at your neighbor and say, the Lord's always there. I don't know what your problem might be. Say it to him. He's more than enough to take care of it. How many of us, how many of us really believe that? In the last day, 
The Lord said knowledge was going to increase. But not only knowledge is going to increase, healings are going to increase. Demonic activity is going to increase, but the word over trumps it. So you and I, regardless, uh, how many of you are getting older? All of us, come on. We're all getting older. In the natural. Yeah, it really is better than the alternative. Amen. You know, there's a way that seems right unto a man. Or to, to the human thinking. But the end thereof is the way of death. But those that trust in the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings as eagles. Amen. Have any of you ever seen an eagle when he's molting? At about 40 years of age, they begin to really molt and they begin to lose their feathers and the strength in their wings and everything else. But all of a sudden, something supernatural begins to transpire and take place, just like them coming out of a cocoon. They begin to develop their, their feathers again. They begin to develop uh, all the muscular uh, structure back into their wings again. And then they begin to take off and they soar again, just as if they were brand new eagles or born again. They were born again. Nicodemus in John's gospel chapter number three said, Lord, what must I do to receive eternal life? Jesus told him, he says, you must be born again. He says, what do you mean? I, I have to go back into my mother's womb. He said, no. He said, you must be born of the water, natural birth. But then you must be born of the spirit, which is a supernatural birth. And when you call upon the name of the Lord, he said, you would be sozoed. You would be saved. Spirit, soul, body, and domestic. Everything has been taken care of. Jesus has satisfied the gavel of justice of heaven for you and I. This year is going to be the best year you ever had if you believe it. And then the next year will be even better. And it will be better from here on out. Because the Lord's going to do some supernatural things. But I want to read to you out of the, the, uh, the ability of Jesus and what made Jesus so phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, you all know the, know the different things. But there was something about Jesus that is extremely, extremely special. And now think about it. Jesus lived here for 33 and a half years. Now, how many of you know the scripture says in the psalm, he said, with a long life, would I satisfy thee and show you my salvation? Now, 33 and a half years is not a very long time. Now, we know that Jesus rose again. And he still is eternal in existence with his Father, just as you and I are in a, an, an eternal atmosphere. How many of you know that you're living in eternity right now? You're in eternity right now. You're not going to after you, after you die. You know, de- death is just a trend. It, it's a, it, the word death just simply means to be transferred. Transferred. You don't die. You just get transferred. Transferred into what? Into the dispensation of eternity where you will never die. But you are already living in I will never die in a physical form because you have the greater one on the inside of you. If the same Christ that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you, then he will quicken your mortal bodies. He'll make them alive while you're living, you're moving, and 
being transformed in the way that you think from the old way that you thought. You're letting this new mind be in you, as it says in Philippians 2, 5. He said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. You've got to let it. It doesn't just happen. You have to let it be. I'm healed not because I just got healed on January the 3rd. I'm healed because Jesus took stripes upon his body over 2,000 years ago, and I am the healed because of that act of obedience. I have the right to walk in it. It's up to me whether I choose it or not. It's up to me whether I choose to walk in love, choose to walk in peace, choose to walk in joy, or not. It's up to me. It's up to you. Well, I'm, I'm getting older and, and uh, you know, I, I mean, things are, are, are moving at a fast pace. I, and I realize all of that. But listen, when you're already living in eternity, you know, it's, it's just a transference. You know, there's a, there's a normal grieving and then there's an abnormal grieving. And we have to learn how to accept what the Lord has done for us. But in, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter number 13, it's the love chapter. And I'm going to read the whole chapter to you. So pay real close attention. It's, it's not that long. He said, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love, I am become as a sounding brass or as a tinkling symbol. And though I have the gift of prophecy, and I understand all mysteries, and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, and I have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all of my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not love, it profiteth me nothing. Love suffereth long and is kind. Love envieth not. Love vaunteth not itself. It's not puffed up. Doth not believe its, uh, itself unseeming or behave itself unseemingly. Speaketh not of her own. Is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoices in truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Love never fails, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass, darkly. But then face to face, now I know in part, but then shall I know even also as I was known. And now abideth faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Why is love the greatest? Love never fails. Love never fails. God is love. He never fails. He will never, ever fail you. Never. If it doesn't come to pass according to the way that you prayed it, did you ever stop to think that maybe you didn't really believe it? We had rather blame somebody else for our failures in life. 
That's human nature. But may I go as take it one step further? You're not human anymore. You're not. Why? Because he said, if I'm in the Father and the Son is in me, and you share that same belief, then the Father's in you. Greater is He that is in you than He that is in this world. This is in the world, but that which is on the inside of you is eternal. You're born again. How many born again people do I have in here? You're born again. You're, you are eternal. The devil cannot pluck you out of the Father's hand. You're not his. You change residence. You change bloodlines. Well, man, all this stuff runs in my family and everything else. No, it doesn't. You're in a new family. Amen. You might say that it runs because it seems to run in the family line, but... When you start believing that Jesus is who he says he is and he came to do what he was sent to do, he came and took care of every problem that you and I would ever be confronted with. That's what love does. Love secures all of the promises, all of the freedoms and the benefits. Whom the Son of Man has set free, he is free indeed in action. Jesus performed the action that you and I benefit from today. He completed it all. Every sickness, every disease that you might be in contact with or that's been in your family or in your body or anything else, it is violating a covenant. And that's the reason I said what I said when I found out what happened? They are invading something that belongs to God. And they have, it has no right to take up residence inside of me. And neither does it in you. But the question is, is do I believe that? Do I believe that? But I, I'm getting older. Yes, well, so is everybody else. We're all getting older. But how many of you know... He said, with a sound mind. We'll have a sound mind. Amen. We have a sound mind. People start talking about, uh, you know, dementia and, and all of these other things. Don't accept it. Don't accept it. I can still do everything that I could do. Back whenever I was 20 years old. Amen. But I just do it a little bit slower. That's all. Amen. And so do you. And that's okay. But I just want you to think about it. Sometimes we don't think about, you know, like Jesus being only 33 and a half years old. Whenever the Lord said, uh, I'll give you up to 120 years. On this earth and more if you want to believe for it. Adam lived to be 930. Noah was 900. And some people say, well, the time was different then. No, there wasn't. God created the earth the way that he created the earth. And it operates on the same scale that it operated when he created it. It's, nothing has changed. Everything is the same. It's what you and I believe and choose to believe. We're, we're faith people. We believe in the operations and the ability to move into the supernatural. I want you to think about the disciples. John is the only disciple that lived a full long life. The rest of them were martyred. With a long life will I satisfy thee and show thee my salvation. They lived their life to the fullest. 
The reason you have the gospel today is because of their willingness to give up their own life to be able to serve in the life of everlasting. They might have stepped out of this earth prematurely in time, but how many of you know that they're still living today? They are living today. Peter, James, and John on the Mount of Transfiguration, they saw Moses and they saw Elijah. And all of them were transfigured right in front of them. And they witnessed it. That's the reason that Philip or Peter, Peter said, let's, let's build some tabernacles here. Let's build a memorial here. The Lord wants, doesn't want us to trust in the memorial. He wants us to trust in Him. Trust in the Lord with all of thine heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all of your ways. Acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. All that matters for you and for me is to be hooked up, tied up, tangled up in the love of God. In your Bible, you will find in Galatians... Galatians chapter 5. How many in this room, again, you've welcomed Jesus into your life? You've been born again. You've welcomed the Holy Spirit into your life to be led and guided by Him. And when he came into your life, he came in with all the necessary characteristics of the Lord himself, God himself, into you. And you have all of the fruit of the Spirit. You have all of them. Just like you have all of the gifts of the Spirit. And there... At his operation and at his will, that he governs those things in your life. But when he gave you the fruit of the Spirit, this is what he gave you. He said, but the fruit of the Spirit is, say it with me, is, is love, is joy, is peace, is long-suffering, is gentleness, is godliness, is faith, that word faith there is faithfulness, uh, is meekness, is temperance, against such there is no law. There is no law. Those are in you to will and to do of His good pleasure through your life. You have all of them. You're not trying to get them. You already have them. But you have to accept that. When he brought those into your life, you took on a new characteristic. And when you took on that new characteristic, and that's the love characteristic, that's who Jesus was. He had all of those manifestations in his life and then when you called upon the Lord and asked Him to change your life, He changed it Amen. in a moment, a twinkling of an eye. Well, I didn't feel any different. doesn't make any difference to whether you felt any different or not. It doesn't change the validity of the Word. Either the Word is truth or it isn't truth. Either He came in when He said He came in or He didn't. And the devil is going to try everything he can to deceive you to think that it didn't really happen. You know, I had no problems with the devil until I became a Christian. I really didn't. I didn't have any problems with the devil. He didn't, he didn't bother me. Never bothered me because I was doing his bidding. I was already captive to everything that he was doing. But when I became a Christian, the first thing he told me, he says, you didn't believe what you said. 
You don't look like a Christian. You don't act like a Christian. You don't think like a Christian. You don't go to church like Christians should go to church. You smoke. You drink. How can you possibly be a Christian? Well, listen. God got the spider out, but it takes a little while to get rid of the cobwebs. It just took time. It took time for me to begin to clean up. Sometimes we think that we're not Christians because we do this, 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 and this. That's, that's not what determines whether you're Christian or not. What determines whether you're a Christian or not is whether you called upon the name of the Lord or not. And whether you believed in your heart. Well, pastor, should, is it okay if I continue to do this? No. Certainly not. Should we continue in sin that God's grace may abound? He said, no. No. No, dummy. No. No. No, 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 no. You know, you touch a stove when it's hot. What did your parents tell you? Don't touch the stove. It's hot. It's going to burn you. What did you do? You touched the stove. And then you start crying and you want mercy from mama or from dad because of your... Oh, thank you. Thank you. I didn't say it. And it's, it's the same thing that we've done in our, our adult walk because we haven't clinged or clung to the things that God has said about us because we maybe didn't get the revelation, knowledge, and understanding. But he said, those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. He will not, not deny you the privilege to understand what it means to have the love of God in your heart. You've been made in the image and the likeness of God. And he has shared with you all of his characteristics and all of his abilities. They're in you. To will, I've already said it, to will and to do of his good pleasure. How many of you know it's his good pleasure to give you the kingdom? How many of you know we have a kingdom? We also have a king in that kingdom. And in that kingdom... We can find all the fullness that we need. Was that God talking to us? <laughs> what can I say? The fruit of the Spirit is so vitally important in the day that we are today. You are faith people. If it's working, it ought to be working in you. It ought to be working in me. Because that's what I believe. That's what I cling to. When I go to bed at night, I turn my life over to the Lord at night. He said, When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. But thy sleep shall be sweet. That's his promise. You know, and I don't always say that with Diane or anything else. Sometimes, you know, I just I just lay there and can't go to sleep or whatever, and I say, Lord, I just need to rest in you now. So when I'm lying down. I'm not going to be afraid, but my sleep is going to be sweet. That means I can have sweet dreams. Wake up refreshed in the morning. And may I be so bold to say this? We don't have to take a pill to get it. Trust. In the Lord. 
I think about Paul, and he said in Philippians chapter 3, he said, Oh, that I might know him, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. He said, I just want to know him. All that matters, he said, I counted everything in my life, nothing but dung, a pile of manure. It means nothing. As long as things in this world have us, then we'll continue to yield and we'll walk in less of the victory and the power that he wants us to. All of us have come too far in this room, with the exception of the children that are here, have come too far to be falling behind in anything. We are the pillars of this church. You are a pillar in this church. Well, I don't hold any office or position. Oh, yes, you do. Oh, yes, you do. You hold the office that Jesus held. Everything He is, He made you to be. You are His hands extended. You are His feet. You're His mouthpiece. You're His ears. You're His eyes. You're everything. You're a pillar. What about the young people? They are too, but they should be able to look at you and me and see that it's working. That the Word works. It's working. Why? Because He first loved me. Why did, why did uh, Jesus come to the earth? Yeah, he had to destroy the works of the devil. And who did he do that for? Tell your neighbor, he did that for you. He did that for me, man. Amen. You and I have the victory. We're not... Working towards victory, we have the victory. We're more than conquerors. We always triumph in the Lord. Why? Because greater is He that's in me. He lives in me. Amen? And anything that comes against you, you have the right to stand up and take authority over it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Don't be shy about it. I remember this has been years and years ago when my son was real small and and uh, we lived in Conroe, Texas at the time. And uh, they had to go to Amarillo because something was, I can't remember what was going on. But while they were there, Diane was gone. Uh, Tiffany was gone. Paul was gone. But Paul ended up in the hospital while he was in Amarillo. And... I I never will forget this. I was in my house. It made me so mad. Not because he was in the hospital. I wasn't mad at him. I got really mad at the devil. And I said, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? That's my son. That's my son. He's underneath my umbrella. He operates and he functions all the privileges and the positions that uh, the Lord has given to us. And he's not going to be sick. You're not going to keep him sick. I command you to loosen his body. And I raised my voice really loud. And man, I just told him, I said, you better get out of him and get out of him now. Right now. Not two minutes from now. Not a day from now. Now, in Jesus' name. Diane calls me. And she says, I don't know what happened. But they released him. There's nothing wrong with him. Nothing wrong with him. That's the authority that we have. Now that's, that's been years ago, but that needs to operate every day in our life with our friends, with our family. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Because He's given us those promises and those privileges. Let's stop putting up, putting up with things that the enemy is doing. Why? Because love has saturated the earth and you responded and I responded 
to earth. God so loved this world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Did you hear what it said? Would not perish. You never die. Oh, but yeah, you've been to a bunch of funerals. They were dead. They were dead. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. They left that house. And whatever decision they made on this side is where they were walking into eternity. Either into eternal bliss in the presence of the Lord or into eternal damnation. But it's eternal either way. Jesus is the way. He's the truth. He's the life. No man's coming to the Father but by Him. We are operating in this dimension of the gospel today. Dr. Savell gave us at the beginning of October. He began to share with us what the theme would be for 2024. He said we are progressing. We are progressing. We are progressing. We are advancing. We are experiencing promotion. We're being promoted. And we're seeing our highest expectations fulfilled. And I think we ought to grab a hold of that. That's part of this last day move for the church. The Lord has been getting the church prepared for the last day. We hadn't seen nothing yet. What we saw in the old and what we have embraced and what we've studied and what we've looked at in preachers of old that have gone by the miracles and the signs, the wonders, and everything else, it is just a sampling of what's about to transpire and take place. It is in the, suit, in the, in the atmosphere right now. And God is separating the, the, the uh, threshing floor. Everything is being moved away. You're going to begin to see very clearly on whose side individuals are on. The line has been drawn in the sand. We're coming to the close of the time as we know it. And we need to prepare ourselves to begin to see that which God has made promise. The latter rain and the former rain have already collided in the atmosphere. Now it's beginning to perpetuate itself out into the open, and you're going to see blind eyes open, deaf ears unstopped. You're going to see the lame. I'm talking about people that have no legs, have no arms, have no noses, have no ears. And God's going to put them back on. They're just going to appear. We have to get ready for this. This should not come as a big surprise. Right now, we get all all excited and everything else. See somebody come up out of a wheelchair. We should just... That should be norm. That should be norm. Amen. Stand to your feet. Praise God. Someone asked me, they said, Pastor, do you, have you ever gone through anything? Yeah, I've gone through a lot of things. If you think for a second that pastors don't face uh, opposition in their life, you would be very wrong. Very wrong. Matter of fact, they get shot before you do. Thank God we have pastors here and an apostle prophet here 
that help to overshadow and help keep us in the fold with good word. You're not lacking for word. You're getting good word here. I'm a pastor that can tell you you're getting good chow. And thank God for it. Our pastor spends much time in study and prayer. And thank God that he does because most pastors are so busy putting out fires all over the church, you know, that they don't have time to spend time in the Word and prayer like they need to. That's not the case here. We've got a good staff of people that are here that are overseeing, taking care of some of those matters so that he can do his job. And his job is found in Acts chapter 6. All you've got to do is read the first few verses. His job is to spend time in the Word and in prayer. And I thank God we've got a pastor that does that. Amen? Both of them. We don't just have just Pastor Justin. We have Pastor Annette. They're a team. They function as a team. Praise God. Well, thank you for being here today. Uh, Diane and I love you. We appreciate you. If this is your first time, anybody here for the very first time? Charles King? Right there. Thank you, Charles, for coming and being a part with us today. We pray that, pray that you were blessed in the food and physical body and also in the, in the spiritual things that came across. Amen. Encourage you to come and be a part as often as possible. One of the reasons for us gathering is not just to, uh, to eat and to hear the word, but to spend time in fellowship together, make friends, uh, you know, and, and get to know. The Bible says, know those that labor amongst you. To get to know one another and to be a part. Amen. Pastor Diane and I, we came here, uh, it's been seven years ago now that we've been here. We pastored for 41 years uh, in three different churches. And uh, this is home. Every pastor needs a pastor. Amen. And we have other ministers in this church that have submitted underneath this, this umbrella of the Lord. And thank you for coming and being, being a part of it. Amen. You love one another? Yes. Amen. You love this church? Yes. You love your pastors? Yes. Amen. Praise God. Well, let's pray. Diane, you want to pray and dismiss us? Oh, Father, we just are so thankful. Lord, you're so good, and we just love you so much, and we just appreciate you for who you are and what we possess in you, Lord. And we just look to you. We look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And, Father, we just commit everything to you now as we leave here today. Father, we thank you for just ministering supernaturally to each and every person and through each and every person. Lord, that they will take take your word, take your message out, and share with everyone they come in contact with. Father, we just love you. Just commit everything into your care and your hands now. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.